This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. For now, we have free will. We have the freedom to neglect Him, to reject Him, to live our lives as though He's not there, and, and most people today do. And repentance is when you reorient your life. You stop living focused on the temporal, focused on the here and now, worrying about building your kingdom, worrying about what makes you happy, and you make the decision instead to turn and fix your eyes on eternity. God, I want you to lead me. I want to do this right. Most people are living in total rebellion to God and refuse to factor Jesus into their daily lives. However, during this age of grace, the Lord offers free forgiveness and fellowship to all who would call upon His name. In today's message, Pastor Robert describes true heart-changing repentance as turning away from sin and turning to God to follow Him completely. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. The opening part of Acts chapter 2 deals with the birth of the church. You know, Jesus just before his ascension, after his resurrection, Luke tells us he'd been with the guys for about 40 days. And um, he would appear to them from time to time. He didn't just stay with them after his resurrection. He'd go and come. I think he was teaching them and training them to understand that even though they couldn't, even if they couldn't see him, he was there. Because on a regular occasion, he'd just all of a sudden appear. They'd be in a room with the doors locked thinking they were all alone, and then Jesus is standing there. And uh, boy, that'd be really cool, wouldn't it, if he did that every so often just to remind you he's watching, he's paying attention, he's listening to the things you're saying and, and uh, the places that you're going and things like that. Boy, that'd put the fear of the Lord in you right quick, wouldn't it? Change your behavior on I-95 and who knows what all it might change. In, uh, in, in our lives if he did that. And he, he wants us to remember. He wants us to understand that. And, but then as he walked with him, he took the 11. You know, Judas was gone, of course. And, and so he had those 11 men that he was entrusting incredible responsibility to. And he, he drew them aside. Luke tells us that he walked with them nearly to Bethany. At the end of Luke's gospel, he explains that. And that they were almost to Bethany when he he gathered them together there, and, and Luke says that as he blessed them, he ascended, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And they're all just standing there watching. You know, and I mean, I guess so, right? We would be just like, oh my goodness, what just happened here? Did you see that? Look at Peter, what? And then these two guys were standing there. We're not told they're angels, but that's probably what it was. And rebuked the eleven, gently. Guys, what are you standing there looking up into heaven for? He's coming back in exactly the same way he left. 
and what an encouragement that is, you know. He didn't just leave. He promised. Not only is he here with us, but he's physically returning for us one day. And he said, meanwhile, you need to be going and making disciples. That's the only reason you're here. You're not left on this planet to do your own thing and build your little kingdom. We're left here to go and make disciples. We're left here with a view toward eternity. That's why those of us who know him and are um, made alive, have been made alive by his spirit, that's why we're here. But he also said to them before he ascended, I want you to go back to Jerusalem and wait there for the promise of the Father. Because you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses here and there and throughout the world. And again, his plan for our lives is that we would be his witnesses, not just go and do some witnessing for him, go and talk about him, but that our lives would bear out the reality that Jesus Christ is who he says he is and that he's working in and through us in our world. And so they did. Ten days later, they had gone back to Jerusalem and all of a sudden, as they're gathered there and, and the Feast of Pentecost, which was probably the most well-attended feast of the mandatory feasts taking place in Jerusalem, as they're gathered there, there were thousands of people in, in the old city, and all of a sudden they hear this sound like a tornado, a mighty rushing wind. And they didn't know what was going on, and so people are kind of gathering together around the source of the sound and trying to figure out what in the world is happening here. And then they hear these roughly 120 people who had gathered together, the 11 and, and, uh, and the others, and they, they hear them all shouting and praising God and carrying on. And each one of the thousands who were there, Luke tells us, each one was hearing the proclamations of praise in their own language. And they recognize these are all Galileans. How is it that we're hearing them in our in our own languages, because, it, you know, it's, I mean, imagine as they're comparing notes, man, how did all these Galileans start speaking Italian? That's not Italian, it's French. What are you talking about Italian? No, it's not, it's Portuguese. They're all talking Portuguese. No, they're not, it's German. And all of a sudden, there's confusion. What is going on? Ah, oh, they're all drunk, somebody said. And Peter stands up and says, they're not drunk, it's nine o'clock in the morning. Nobody's been drinking. No, no, no. This is the fulfillment of Joel's prophecy. This is exactly what the Father promised. The Holy Spirit has come upon His people in power. And that's what you're seeing. And Peter goes on to preach a sermon that was so convicting, so confrontive, you know, that everybody around, thousands of people, says to Peter, well, what do we need to do? And Peter says, you need to repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And they did. And Luke tells us 3,000 people were baptized following that sermon. Repentance. What is it? We talked about that when we looked at the middle part of chapter 2. Repentance is not simply crying and saying you're sorry. You know, oh God, I'm so sorry I shouldn't have done that. Well, that's great. But repentance is when you turn from doing those kinds of things. Repentance, I think, maybe in its just a basic understanding of what repentance is, is when we turn from living life as though God were irrelevant. 
and focus our attention upon him, recognizing that he's alive and he's in charge. He's sovereign. He leaves us free. You can, you can live your life, you know, just any way you want, pretty much. If you get away with it. But ultimately, you'll answer for it. Because God is sovereign in the affairs of men. And the Bible says clearly that one day all men will be called to account for their actions and attitudes and words. Every idle word will be accounted for, let alone every wicked act. Because God is sovereign. He is on the throne. But for now, we have free will. We have the freedom to neglect Him, to reject Him, to live our lives as though He's not there. And and most people today do. And repentance is when you reorient your life. You stop living focused on the temporal, focused on the here and now, worrying about building your kingdom, worrying about what makes you happy. And you make the decision instead to turn and fix your eyes on eternity. God, I want you to lead me. I want to do this right. I don't want to be short-sighted. I don't want to have my gaze fixed only on my younger years. You know, isn't it the way most people live? The focus is on our early life. I mean, so many people don't even plan for retirement, let alone eternity. And God says, you need to stop doing that. You need to turn. You need to repent. The way Jesus worded it in Matthew 16, 24, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. Stop living life as though you were king in the universe. Acknowledge that you're not. Acknowledge that, as a matter of fact, you're far from perfect. And you deserve to be blotted out by your Creator and redone. He should have just started over. When he saw what he had with me, he should have said, Oh, no, not, no. I'm going to erase that one. I need a different one. That one's not going to work. But he didn't do that. Instead, he's given me the opportunity, if I'll follow Christ, the Bible says he'll send his spirit to live within me and he will recreate me. Paul said, I'm a new creature in Christ. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. The life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. See, that's what it means to repent. It's a turning, a reorientation of your existence from the temporal toward the eternal. And Peter said to 3,000 people that day, you need to repent and be baptized. And they were. They responded to it. It was an incredible thing that took place. But now what? I mean, imagine. What would it be like? We are so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through the radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. Maybe as you are listening today, someone in your life came to mind that would be blessed by hearing this message. You can share today's message on your Facebook page and Twitter feed to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor, and we want to let you know how you can help partner with us to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy. We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. 
please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the donate button. On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Be sure to join us again on this same station at this same time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.